All right. Anyway, we should actually go. Um, in uh, three, two, one. Oh, it's finalfantasy.fandom.com. That's the website. This is the podcast. Welcome to September. It is September, right? It is September. September. Okay, yes, it's September. Okay, so uh, this episode is going to be a bit unusual in that we're doing this in two blocks. So what you're hearing now is either part one of the episode or part two of the episode. It'll all be continuous to you, but time at this time to us is a bit unclear. Uh, Future events may change the past, and past events may change the future. So this might either be the end or the beginning, and the beginning may be the end. Uh, Joining me is Scathis, or Scathemote, and uh, Technobliterator. Hello. Hello. Hey. So uh, how, how are you guys doing? Going all right. I'm on week week ten thousand of the Australian lockdown, but otherwise I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually, I am on week ten thousand of Texas never lockdown. I'm on. Uh, I'm on week uh, eighty, I think, of whatever is just happening in the United States. Texas isn't part of the United <laughs> States, of course. Yeah, we seceded a while ago. Yeah, you're not missed either. Sorry. Oh, we I'm can sad. we have Austin and then just like the rest of it you, you can just keep. Yo, I'm right next to Austin. Okay, so all right. can you have me as well? Yeah, you can come. You could be our uh, our enclave inside of Texas or exclave. I don't know how that cool. works. One or the other. Thank you. Yeah, we, it would be it would be it would be United States enclave because it's outside of the United States. Okay, <laughs> but what if a part of Austin oh, no, doesn't want sorry, to join? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we could have. We could have it's multi-layer an exclave, enclaves. Exclave? Exclave, because it's outside. Yes, outside. Exclave is out. Enclave is inside. So, yeah, it's an exclave. Okay, what if part of Austin does not want to secede and stays part of Texas war. and then becomes an enclave within war. an enclave? Oh, it's true. It just gets within. And, you know, there's still a few of those in the in the world, actually. There's one in yeah. uh, in, in United Arab Emirates. Yeah, and uh, Oman. And yeah. then Oman, and then, and then United Emirates again. Yes. Uh, India and uh, Bangladesh used to have, like, thousands of them until they finally decided years ago, only recently, to go and fix their border. It was just complete chaos. Anyway, this is the Geography Podcast. We finally <laughs> so did we've it. we've already gone off the rails. We've got off the rails very early. Um, I Let's uh, let's start plot-wise, I guess. I mean, what has, has anyone been playing any video games? I have been dreaming of playing the uh, the world that uh, ends with you sequel, but I haven't played it yet because I have an exam this week. But maybe during my break. Next it week is I'll do it. it is a fantastic game. I finally finished it uh, maybe two three weeks ago. It only gets better every single week. It's just better and better that game. Uh, the last week is just every day of you know, this in-game plot every day something just incredible happens and it just gets more and more impressive uh, another great game from square Enix. they've had one great game a year for the last like four years they've been killing it's it the square Enix renaissance renaissance for once they're finally yeah. actually releasing good things yeah it exactly. only took them 10 years yeah. i think i think it is fair to call this square enix's renaissance period yeah like definitely like i think they've learned from a lot of their mistakes and i think it's starting to pay off for them yeah, we have the uh, Disney Renaissance and the Square Next Renaissance. Uh, Techno, you been playing anything? 
Uh, so I haven't been playing many video games, but I'll tell you what I've been watching. I've been watching Avatar The Last Airbender, which is a well-known show. But I will say that there are quite a few Final Fantasy comparisons in there that I noticed. Like, obviously, Avatar is Western-made, but I feel like it took quite a lot of Japanese influences in it. Like, aside from the fact it's obviously very, very anime art style-esque, even though it's like, it's a Western-made cartoon, but you can tell where the influences come from. But I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of the ideas with the with regards to the setting that they're building up, building up this completely unique kind of fantasy setting with a lot of Western influences. And then there's also some Mayan influences in there. Like, you know, a very, like, inspired setting. Like, I feel like it it's very much in the vein of a Final Fantasy in a lot of ways. So I've been very much enjoying the show. You know, uh, speaking of things that reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy, I watched a couple Studio Ghibli movies maybe three weeks ago now. Mm. Everything happens three weeks ago for me. That's my whole sense of time. Uh, I saw Castle in the Sky and then uh, Princess, not Princess Mononoke, um, uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. And both of those I just thought Mm. were like incredibly prototypical to just everything that were jrpgs like nausicaa has chocobos for one thing uh castle in the sky Mm. has you know girl falls from the heavens with no memory she's got a mysterious stone uh the evil empire goes to find the ancient ruins of the world that once collapsed before and there's one guy that goes and betrays them to go and attempt his plan of world domination it is just like skies of arcadia basically owes everything to it and i feel like you wouldn't have Final Fantasy without those early Ghibli movies. And, of course, airships. Airships are everywhere in those things. It's, it's, uh, oh, yeah. Airships, yeah. Are in, airships are in Avatar. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah Avatar one. is, um, um, yeah, I mean, I think they consciously made it to be an American anime. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, another game I've been looking out for that only, hit the they only just released the review scores of it is kina bridge of the spirits it's an animated uh kind of game that's uh it's a ps5 uh, well it's ps5 and pc but um it's a game that i've been really excited for because i really like a lot of these kind of like these more animated styles of games where it's more like a cartoony art style and i really like the look of uh, Kena Bridge of the Spirits, you know, it's got some decent reviews and it's less than full price. So um, yeah, it's hovering around 84 on Metacritic, I think, and it's only 40 bucks. So I looks good. I thought, I, thought, I thought less than full price on PS4 or PS5 was like $100 or something. It's uh, well, it might be 100 <laughs> where you are. Uh, it's 70 American. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say in Australian dollars, yeah, it's gonna be a bit less, right? <laughs> but um, in Australia, but it's a yes. hundred Australian dollars and one baby kangaroo. That's what you have to yeah, sell. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about you, right. You, you have to, you have to, you just have to offer up your firstborn son to the spiders, and then you get just a you know a twenty percent discount. You know how it is. Your firstborn son or an entire thing of Fosters, but like the big ones, they have like sixty-four ounce things of Fosters. Exactly. Yeah. Kena Bridge of the Spirits looks like a very good game. Very excited for it. Um, I can also go through a couple things I've been playing. Uh, I got Deathloop last week, and I've played two Ooh, hours. I've heard great things about that. 
Uh, how how the, is it? Well, I played two hours, and then I, I'm kind of afraid to go back because the game did crash on oh, me okay. very early on. Like, uh, I was in like one of the Ooh. opening town areas, and I was just effing around. I was like, "All right, the game's been telling me what to do. These enemies aren't too bright. I can go and explore and kind of get off the rails." And then the game crashed, and I lost everything I was doing. And I've been how dare you try to go off the rails? I know exactly, and that great that's... experience for you. It... That's the kind of thing that destroys my morale about a game for a while, so I'll come back to it sometime this week. And uh, Delta Rune Chapter Two, which oh, yes. is I was gonna, Death I, I forgot about that. Yeah, I have to, I have to take a look at that one as well. Deathloop has gotten some really good reviews. Like, uh, the only thing holding me back from getting it is just that I suck at first-person shooters. I'm like really bad at them. Like, yeah, I'm, so I'm I just think I wouldn't be any yeah. good at this. Right, so that's the only thing holding me back from it. But I will say, it looks really creative. Like, in terms of the gameplay mechanics, it looks very creative. Yeah, you know, um, the longer you live in Texas, the better you get at first-person shooters. It's just one of those rules. It, sh it <laughs> should roll off on you, yeah. It's actually a combination of two things I'm particularly bad at. I'm terrible at stealth, and I'm terrible at first-person shooters. I mean, maybe oh, I I'm love better... I'm also terrible at both yeah, of those, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love stealth. That's only because I'm a Metal Gear Solid kid, but I suck at shooters. Oh, I'm terrible at that too. Most of my experience with Metal Gear Solid is me taking Snake and then immediately like bumping right into things and then just chaos happening. So I, I yeah, kill most is... things I ran into uh, in Metal Gear Solid Three. You know when you run into all the enemies that you killed during the game in that one river sequence mm. that went on for like a half hour because yep. I I just been murdering oh, wow. everybody. Like, I. Yeah. I remember when I did the uh, the non-lethal run of that game, and it was so weird going through that segment because there were only four people that show up, and the four people are just the four bosses. And well, they are, like, guaranteed to show up. Oh, they show up even if you non-lethal them? Because I, I non-lethal so, them. Yeah, so even, even if you non-lethal them, they still show up. Okay. And they're the only ones that show up. Okay, and uh, the other thing I've been playing is uh, Deltarune Chapter 2, which is... Again, phenomenal. It's more Deltarune. Uh, it has uh, the best boss fights of probably any game of the year so far. Uh, for people who don't know what that is, that's Undertale. It's Undertale uh, Inside Out. That's right. It's Toby Fox's new, you know, yeah, you know, if you're, I assume people listen to this probably know. I mean, if you're a JRPG fan, you should be on the Undertale at this point. You should be on the Deltarune. These are the new drugs. These are what the kids are into. I think I think officially uh, Undertale. The people who played Undertale are now old enough to go vote and stuff. Those children who who played it, like when it came out. When did it come out? It came out quite a while ago. When okay, it was well, like, well, let me put it this way: my little brother is fourteen, and he played it in like twenty sixteen. Mm. So he cannot oh, yeah. vote. He can't vote yet. Uh, yeah. Okay. So okay. So they're still. So the kids are still playing Undertale and and Delta Rune. So we've established know. that the kids are still playing this. I mean, it might and... be he played it because I happened to own it on Steam and our Steam accounts are linked. So he was just playing what I played. But I assume children are playing these things, or uh, millennials that are under thirty who are basically children to me anyway. It's very <laughs> very very rude. Yeah. Well, I will. You... Yeah, I will say. Uh, like definitely, like a lot more of the uh, younger kids. A lot of them do play tablet games, but there's still a contingent who play consoles still. Like, I mean, it's not completely dead, 
Like, I mean, you know, Ratchet and Clank needs some audience. Yeah. Um, I guess we should go into news here. So I, I don't yeah. have a ton because uh, we'll get to the Final Fantasy fourteen stuff when Some Color Mage joins us in the other part. Or we already did it. You don't, you don't even know. I don't know. Could've, yeah, could've we don't know. Who knows how I'm going to have to do this. Uh, let's see what our news here is. Uh, this is an interview. It was boring, I decided. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, the Tokyo Game Show will be happening uh, either just days by the time I post this or a week from now. Who knows? Uh, I think it's happening. Yeah, so on the- they did say that they wanted 16 to be there, but there's no confirmation. They said, like, hopefully it'll be there, but it might not be. Well, they've confirmed now it's not on their lineup. Uh, okay. Tokyo Game Show, I think, is on the 29th and the 30th, and they have their official lineup as announced on September 1st. So this might have changed, but I don't think it would have because I would have heard something. Uh, they have I've their- seen some... I've seen some YouTube videos that have given clickbait titles saying that there'll be seven remake part two there, but no, I would be I very shocked if there's seven remake part two. I don't think it's gonna happen yet. I'd be I, I can tell you their officially announced list. It's right here. It's um, Project Triangle Strategy, Stranger of Paradise, Final really... Fantasy Origin. Sorry, Skate. Are they gonna change the name of that? Are they going to change the name of Project Triangle Strategy? Uh, we're just going to go with that, I guess. I assume we are going to go Well, they're probably just going to call it Triangle Strategy, right? Because last time they had, like, Project yeah. Octopath. And yeah, then so it was Octopath, was which Octopath became Octopath, Octopath Traveler, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I don't yeah. know why they... Square Enix is the only company that announces games with, like, code when name titles. When they don't have a title yet. It's such I a strange choice. I, I don't understand it at all. Like, you could just call just it Triangle Strategy. which speaking of which that does remind me of another piece of news but i imagine you need to finish this one first. yeah 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 um marvel's guardians of the galaxy which is coming out next month i, I said stranger paradise right uh we'll probably get another trailer yeah, for did. that yeah you did yeah yeah, yeah. uh final fantasy 7 game looking for that one yeah final fantasy 7 the first soldier which is that mobile game that's gonna be uh final fantasy fortnite any thoughts on right, that? Right, where the only person, the only one, no one from the wiki has played it, but we had a guest on early on who did play it, luckily. Yeah. Wait, it's, it's and been he released. said it's alright. No, no, he uh, he played the beta. Yeah, he played the beta and he said it's alright. It's supposed to come out this I'm, year, but it still does not have a release date, so I'm not sure. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for Square Enix to lose like a million dollars, like several million dollars in this game. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll see. Like, it yeah. might break even. My, like my prediction is it's gonna break even and that'll be it i predict it will make a billion dollars none of us will play it and it Ooh. will make a billion dollars uh then well i tell you what a lot of their games are like that like i mean brave exvius you know for instance like i don't play that game at all like i don't know the first thing about that game but you know that's got a huge ass fan base that is just completely alien to all of us like they had Ariana Grande made a song for it. And like, we had like a bunch, we had like an editor show up who was talking about the game. And I was just like, yo, this is crazy because I I don't know anything about it. But it has a huge fan base. You know, so we, maybe uh, the first soldier will be like that. We'll get to more mobile games when we get to our topic today. Um, uh, Final mm. Fantasy fourteen, which the new expansion is coming out, I believe, uh, either November That's or December. One, yeah. yeah. Uh, that'll Neo, be the big one. Yes, that's going to be the big one. Neo, The World Ends With You, which is already out on PlayStation 4 and 5. It's coming out also to Epic Games Store very soon. 
Um, Bravely Default 2, which is, has also released, but they have it on this list. Uh, Outriders um, is on so here, too. So that will be the port. That will be, they're going to port Bravely Default yeah. 2 to Windows. And as mentioned, we don't know about Final Fantasy 16. I'm, I feel like, I feel like no, because it's not on this list. Mm. I don't know, why would yeah, you have so a list I've, of things and then not have it show say, up on there? So I'm going to say uh, a couple things uh, regarding the list, um, specifically the unannounced titles on the list. So, uh, 16, yeah, I think, like, if they were going to show 16 at this show, then they would have put it on the list at this point. Like, they, like I said earlier, they hinted at, oh, we want it to be a Tokyo Game Show, but we don't know yet. So the fact that they haven't put it on the list suggests to me it's not going to be at the show, but that's all right, you know, we'll get a trailer for it later. Like, I'm still not at all worried about that game like i'm not worried in the least so that'll be fine uh seven remake like again i would be shocked if seven remake part two was here but i will tell you that every announcement for seven remake so far has caught people completely off guard like i mean i remember like in 2019 when then there was that trailer for it and people were like nah this ain't gonna show up oh no there it is like even the reveal trailer people were like nah this ain't gonna show up. This ain't gonna happen. Oh no! E3 2014, it was there. So, I don't yeah, think. I, mean, uh, I would be shocked. Yeah, I, I don't think shocked, uh, Tokyo I... Game Show is really a place where surprise announcements happen anymore. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think there's gonna be anything there. But like, uh, the, but YouTubers will continue to make clickbait <laughs> videos where they say it might be there, but I don't think it will be. Okay, um, I think that's everything we have for Tokyo Game Show. We'll have uh, more to talk with. Sorry, what? Yeah, just to, yeah, I just wanted to comment on uh, the stuff that was there. So, um, I'm most excited for Triangle Strategy. I think that could be really interesting. Like, I think uh, that the studio has a decent-ish track record of making games that are, like, good enough, but aren't, they don't quite reach the quality of Final Fantasy, but they're good at capturing the nostalgia value. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. Yeah, I was going to say, we'd probably have more to talk about next month when we finally see what they have to show. Right, uh, right. And for Stranger of Paradise, the things I want to see from Stranger of Paradise to make me interested in it, like, uh, so we know that the combat's going to be good, but I want to see more than just, like, uh, dude bros saying how they hate chaos. Like, I just, I want to see more of what the rest of the cast and the rest of the setting looks like to see if it's something uh, I'm going to be interested in. Like, if I'm not, that's fine. You know, like, Final Fantasy has a broad fan base and not everyone's into everything they put out. So that's fine if it's not my thing. But, you know, that's, that is the kind of thing that would make me interested in it. Okay. Um, you know, actually, I was just thinking about this. There's, it's entirely possible they might just show the E3 trailer again. Because again, yeah, it, just Tokyo is, Game Show just isn't a place where big stuff happens all that often anymore. That is, yeah, that is definitely possible that they won't show much of anything new. But it would be greatly disappointing because I think the E3 trailer, like, we may look back on that trailer and say that was the worst way to advertise your game possible because it turns out the game's way better than that. Or we may look back on it and say, oh, it was exactly what we expected. Like, there are some great products that have been marketed poorly, and then there have been some poor products that were marketed really well. Uh, anyway, moving on for our right. news here. Um, 
The next thing is uh, yeah, fine. So, sorry, no, what's I had up? another piece of news. Oh, what? I had another piece of news, but okay, um, yeah, what, I don't what? know. If you have no, more no, go, that. go, 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 go. Tell me what your news is. Oh, okay. So the news is there was an Nvidia leak. Yes, I was. That no, was I'm getting to that. Bunch. I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. okay that is cool. on the list. Right, Do not worry. That. I have all these things <laughs> collated. Well, we don't have access to the you list know, this time. He knows yeah, all. we'll right, just assume that it's all. on there. Of course, it's on here. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, now that we we'll now that we brought it up, we can go to it. I just want all I wanted to say was that Final Fantasy 13s on the Xbox <laughs> Game Pass. That's it. That's all I've been trying to say for like five minutes now. It's that's it. That's all the news is. It's on there. Final Fantasy 13, yeah, I mean, I hope it comes to PlayStation eventually, because, like, even though I'm <laughs> ambivalent on... It is on PlayStation. It originally released on the PlayStation 3. It's been there for about 15 years. I, or don't whatever. I don't have a PlayStation 3 anymore. Not as a PlayStation 3 these days. There's uh, but, a 4 I mean, version. There's comes... definitely a 4 version of that uh, game. I, no, there's not. There isn't? Uh, Alright, well, well, the version that's on oh, no, Xbox you know Game is? Pass is slightly tweaked. That was another thing. Uh, it's got... do, you know, do you know what it is? I think there's it's on PlayStation now. Like, the streaming service. Uh, well, I might be wrong about that. There's some there's some news on that one, too. Uh, anyway, okay. um, so, the NVIDIA leak, which actually yes. happened long ago now that I've kind of forgotten the exact... Uh, the exact reasoning behind this, or what what actually went down to cause the Nvidia leak? I think it's like GeForce Now service. There was this uh, database yeah, that someone I was able to crack into. Yeah, it was to do with that. Anyway, there is a list of things. Now, let me preface right now by saying that just because it's on this list of things does not mean that this is actually getting made. Like, this is a database that practically anybody who's involved in NVIDIA can go and just write names onto or any kind of test thing. Mm-hmm. People can go and put demos. People can just be making crap up. I have a, Do you I have, have a caveat to that caveat, but continue. Yeah. No, no, no. What's your caveat? So, my caveat to that caveat is, okay, so when the when the leak uh, was released, uh, or came out, like, they said, oh no, these are all speculative titles. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they said. But then people kind of call bullshit on them when they said, yeah, okay, fine. But then some of the titles you've put for Microsoft use internal code names that they never used, like, outside of that. And it's been confirmed that, like, some of the titles in there are, like, internal code names for Microsoft games that Microsoft never released to the public. So it's like, all right, I mean, you say it's speculative, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really align with what we know about this. Yeah, but Bayonetta 3 is on this list. And I don't believe Nintendo yeah, will ever I mean, allow that to come out I mean, out on don't PC. get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, oh, this is 100%. Every title is definitely going to get made. But, like, you know, it's... Like, I think what they're saying about, oh, it's purely speculative isn't true. But what they're saying about it's 100% accurate isn't true. The answer's probably somewhere in the middle. I bet it's a case-by-case thing that some companies actually are posting things that might actually come out and have such plans on it. And some companies, maybe they are, maybe they're not. I'm taking all of this with a severe grain of salt because let me just read through the names real fast. Uh, the first one is the one I believe the very least. So we have Chrono Cross Remaster, Final Fantasy Tactics okay. Remaster. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No way. No way on Chrono Cross Remaster. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, we know about that. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, Final Fantasy IX Remake, though. I don't think no, so. I, no, 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 no. So I actually believe that one. You believe so, there's, a, a of, there's, there's a team I, making Final Fantasy IX as a remake? Yes, yeah, so here's why I say that, right? Uh, a lot, of, I think that's the one people have like uh, been most skeptical. Oh, aside from Chrono Cross, obviously, but Nine Remake, people have been very skeptical about it. But I have to remind people, there is an animated show for Final Fantasy Nine that was rumored. It would make a lot of sense to release a remake for Final Fantasy Nine alongside that. Yeah, but think about how much work is going into Seven Remake. I don't know what Nine well, Remake. Like that's a thing we don't know what that means. That's, that could be a port. Right, that could be anything. So, I do not believe that 9 Remake would look anything like 7 Remake. And the reason I think that is just because, like, if you look at Final Fantasy 7, what that was trying to achieve for the series and for the gaming industry at the time, Final Fantasy 7 was all about being cutting edge, and it was all about pushing things forward. That's true of the PS1 game, and it's true of the recent one, of the remake, right? So when they were remaking Final Fantasy VII, they wanted to recapture that feeling of we're going to push things forward and we're going to try and move the series into a new era. So that's why there's a new combat system that blends new and old. That's why like, uh, that's why they, they're trying to make it a much more big budget, huge title. Final Fantasy IX was the opposite of that. Final Fantasy IX was we're going to be more of a throwback to the older games and it's going to be more of a retro style like whilst and it's just going to pay homage so I don't think you need seven remake levels of budget to make an homage game like Final Fantasy IX so that's why I think it's not going to get the seven remake treatment and I don't want nine to get the seven remake treatment precisely because of that I love Final Fantasy IX, and I think as a throwback game, it makes much more sense. Okay. I don't know what to think. That's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, uh, I, th I think that's actually much more plausible than people are getting giving it credit for, is all that I say. I, I don't know how many teams... Really oh, sorry, Skate. I, I, I strongly disbelieve anything being released about Chrono Cross, just because that game's bad, and I don't think... Square Enix really wants to re-release a Chrono Cross remaster, just because it wouldn't make very much sense. I don't know. I guess if, you could package it with Chrono Trigger. Actually, if there was any know. game to remake, it would be Chrono Cross. That that game well, yes, would. Should re they should remake. Yeah, that game deserves they, the they full could... like work that went into Final Fantasy VII remake because the original game wasn't all that good, and if you were to put in more effort, you, you could make something really exceptional. There's a lot of great things in Chrono Cross. It's just. You know, a lot yeah, of it feels unfinished. It's just they just never finished it. it. The battle system is terrible. There's oh, way too God. many characters. It's a complete mess. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah I feel disaster. like the same way with Final Fantasy VIII, where like uh, aside from six, like if I was to give a seven remake treatment to something else, it would be Final Fantasy VIII precisely because of that. Because I think you know if you gave it another go, you could take what worked and make it way better. Let me tell you that yeah, Final Fantasy VIII is a well-oiled machine compared to Chrono Cross. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not even, right. not even comparable. Okay. Chrono Cross is a huge mess. I mean, okay. it is a beautiful, uh, beautiful game. I'll give them that. It... And great soundtrack so, uh, too. Yeah. So I guess what are we seeing with regards to Tactics Remaster? Because no think, way, like, I mean, no way in hell is it happening. Okay. So, Okay, so I'm not sure about that, because on the one hand, I, I agree with the sentiment of like, yeah, they haven't really touched tactics for years directly, 
But on the other hand, you know, we just mentioned triangle strategy. And of course, there's War of the Visions, which is so... Like, War of the Visions, Brave Exeus, is so blatantly trying to be a tactics game. I don't think it's nearly as good, but it tries. Like, I mean, it definitely apes the art style and everything. So I think they're aware that the game has a fan base. They just have never dedicated the team to it. And if they were to do that, that would be great. Now, do I think Tactics Remaster is happening? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still really skeptical on that. I don't think it's as plausible as I think 9 Remake is. And I still think 9 Remake is like a little up in the air. But, you know, I mean... I, it would make a lot of sense for them to do it. I can tell you that. But is it happening? Who knows? I would say if I worked at Square Enix, I would probably be the guy screaming every single week, let's have a Final Fantasy Tactics remaster. Let's do Final Fantasy Tactics. And I maybe I would even get as far as to go to GeForce Now and go and put together some kind of exploratory team and make a tiny demo. Right, to put pressure on them. Yeah, yeah but exactly. No, no, Maybe. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, like, you do, like, the first step as part of a presentation, and that's maybe how this uh, ends up on this list. But the fact that, like, I believe people at Square Enix love Final Fantasy Tactics. I think that's completely true. 100%. I don't 100%. know if you yeah, can go I mean, and sell that to that giant international corporation that we should go and be devoting tons and tons of resources to Final Fantasy Tactics when we have all these other things that are guaranteed money makers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, uh, that's... As well, which is like an unbelievable dead end for any sort of financial success. Yeah, I, I mean, if you think of like a War of the Visions, for instance, as their attempt to like recapture tactics, War of the Visions is a gotcha game. So of course they're going to invest in a gotcha game. Gotcha games are going to make money. They're going to make a huge return on investment, right? And then uh, with Triangle Strategy, that's another one where I think Square have been able to say like, yeah, you know, we'll let these companies have their little throwback titles and we'll market them a little bit just so we capture that audience. But we don't have much faith in that audience being like all that big. So I think that like, uh, I think that the chance of them making a full blown huge budget tactics game is zero or it's slim to none. But the chance of them making a little remaster of one of their most beloved titles, considering Square love to put their titles on every single platform, I think there's some plausibility to it. Okay, and we have, um, is there any other thoughts? Because there's just one other title on this list, really. No, I'm good. Okay, uh, there's unannounced title by Square Enix. Which I yes I believe they are there is an unannounced game that Square Enix is making. I do I, I do believe? Well, wait, wait, that's not true because it because Square Enix is, it has to be Project you know yeah you know Project uh, under Project Underwear Kite or something would be the actual name. There's no such thing as an unnamed Square Project Kite Man. It's a sequel to the Harley Quinn show. And, and you know what? They love their weird names. Maybe they actually will just create a game called Unannounced Title by Square Enix. Anyway, you know oh, that would um, not surprise me. Oh, and Kingdom Hearts 4 is on this list, which, yes, I believe yeah. there will be a Kingdom yeah, Hearts 4. Yeah, I mean, 4. We, knew that, we knew that was going to happen. They've teased the fuck out of it. Yeah, we just I, don't know when. Game. Yeah, I just don't believe that that's actively in production. There's got to be, like, six spin-off games first before we get there. 
Yeah, I mean, it depends on what Nomura's doing right now, because on the one hand, he did step down as the director of Seven Remake, and he's he took he went down to like a a lower position on that on that title. So maybe that just means he's doing that because he wants to devote time to Kingdom Hearts Four. I don't know. That seems the most plausible option, but Nomura keeps himself busy, man. Oh, there is uh, one other tiny bit of news. I can just go through it real quickly. Uh, you were talking about PlayStation Now. A bunch of stuff is coming to PlayStation yes. Now. So, uh, Final Fantasy VII on September 7th. So that's out already. That's the PlayStation 1, looks like. The PS1, I mean. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, which is basically just the PlayStation 1, but slightly patched up. That's coming out on October 5th. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, not the remake, coming out November 2nd. Final Fantasy X and X-2, the HD remaster versions, that's on December 7th, and uh, in 2022, the fabled year of the future, Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age. All that will be out on PlayStation now. Yeah, so basically, once they uh, put the Pixel remaster on console, you will be able to play all Final Fantasies 1 to 12 on a PlayStation system. But they haven't done that yeah. and haven't announced they're going to do that. They, they haven't announced they're going to do that. But it it's going to happen, guys. I mean, well, I'm telling you. Could, you, you could like, play all the games 1 to 12 on a PlayStation system, except number except 3. You could just, you know, just got to get your PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 out. That's all. <laughs> this is true. But the the PlayStation Vita actually PlayStation was like the record th- port. Wait, PlayStation Portable has Final Fantasy 3 on it. They yeah, so the PlayStation it. Vita was the one you could play all the games on. Yeah, like, there you go. It was the one you could play like 1 to 10 on it, and it had like the most number of games you could play for it. From but, type uh, 0 to I 10, think... you could do it. And yeah, and PlayStation 5 will uh, overtake that, because remember, PlayStation 5 can play type 0 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all they need to do is after they need to release Pixel Remaster. And they need to release uh, the 13 series, and then uh, the PlayStation 5 will be how you play every single game in the series. So does anyone want to see my kind of awesome transition here? Alright, I'm ready. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. So we're going to go to our main topic here. So speaking of games, this is games that you will never be able to play on a PlayStation, because these games are unplayable forever. These are the oh, lost, that was a good segue. Yeah, these are the lost Final Fantasy games. So let me let me explain a little bit. Uh, there are a million Final Fantasy games. There is a vast galaxy of Final Fantasy games, many of them extremely obscure. Many of them you would think you'd never be able to find them. Like uh, Final Fantasy VIII, the Chocobo game that came with that on the PlayStation Micro thing. Do you remember that thing? Yeah, so when yeah. they made uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, they said, oh, those items that we used to require you play that game for, we're not going to require that. Now you can get them through this different way. Yeah, but that thing, you could track that thing down, and I've done it. I, I played it on one of our Let's Plays. So I've actually played mm, that Chocobo play. thing whose name I, I can't say, remember. I was about to say, you played it. Yes. You played it somehow. Yeah, no. So there are a lot of Final Fantasy games that are extremely difficult to track down, but they can be done. The problem is there Before are also... Crisis. What? Before Crisis Final Fantasy VII. We'll get to that. 
The problem is there are a ton of Final Fantasy games that are, at this point, completely unplayable with, as far as I could tell, no community out there trying to archive them. So that that's kind of mm. what I wanted to talk about this month. I, I don't know how long okay. we're going to go into it, but uh, yeah, this is like, there's a lot of them. There's like 20 or 30 games on this list I have in front of us. This is our category, Defunct Games. Most of them, as far as I can tell, are practically impossible to ever track down, and you will have a ton of difficulty managing to find them. Uh, Techno, you mentioned Before Crisis. That's the uh, Final Fantasy VII prequel that uh, came out on Japanese-only mobile games in 2004 and has since been discontinued in, I believe, 2018. Yeah, 2018. It has been been impossible to play up until they announced uh, the new Final Fantasy VII, uh, the the little compilation game. Uh, Ever Crisis. Ever Crisis. So when they announced that, they're saying, oh, everything's going to be here, including Before Crisis. So we still don't know how close that will be to the authentic experience of playing Before Crisis. I was expect not that close, but like Before Crisis has some interesting plot points in there. So it has the plot point that uh, Avalanche was actually funded in secret by Rufus because Rufus wanted to dis- depose his dad. And uh, Avalanche, their original goal was to wipe out humanity. So they used to be way more extreme. Yeah, they used to be like... So they went from this like massively extremist group to what they are in 7 Remake, which is they're a bunch of softies. <laughs> like, they're a total bunch of softies except for Barrett's group, which is a splinter cell. Um, so it has, it has plot points like that. You get to see uh, what Red 13 was like before he was captured. Uh, you get to like uh, you get to see stuff about the Turks. You know, there's a few interesting plot points in there, which I'm excited to see what they do with in uh in Ever Crisis. But like uh, as far as the experience of playing it goes, it didn't sound that fun to play. No, it, it really didn't. Um, I would say like that how. Sorry, what's up, Skate? It was like it was like for like Nokia phones in like 2006. It probably wasn't very fun to play. Uh, I don't know that much about Japan's mobile system. There's like three different like I I can't even get into it. I I looked it up and it was it was well beyond me and no one's gonna have any interest in it. But uh, all that's those networks are still up. The problem is that Square Enix didn't want to pay whatever fee it is to keep the games up. So most of them have already gone down. Right. Uh, before Crisis, right. whatever. To play. Yeah. yeah. In terms of preservationist, which is how I like to view things, being a wiki person, uh, the original Before Crisis is effectively impossible to find and track down unless you have an old Japanese phone that still has the game downloaded what? on it and is jailbroken in some way, but we don't have access to those things. Um, if you are really interested to see what the game is like, then they have definitely got a ton of Let's Plays of it on YouTube. Oh, there are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I did not know that. I was able to track down that there is an RPG Maker fan recreation that looks <laughs> okay. Oh, they might be covering that. Yeah, that, that they might, might be what they're covering. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. That's probably as accurate as is you're that... ever going to get. Is the problem on that one? Yeah, there have been like uh, there have been a ton of uh, ton of people who have done like translations of it and like dubs of it and stuff. So there are people that have restored 
uh, before Crisis. But it sounds like we're covering games that people haven't even bothered to restore. Yeah, that's. I, I want to even go deeper than that. Um, one of those would be another Final Fantasy VII game. This is Dirge of Cerberus Lost Episode Final Fantasy VII. I, I did actually Ooh, find yes. a display of what appears to be someone shooting it with a VHS, like Betamax capture <laughs> from like 2010, and the game is in Japanese. Okay. And, uh, it does exist. All right. Somebody. Hey, well, God bless them for putting that work in. Uh, Dirge of Cerberus Lost Episode Final Fantasy VII. That's like a one... I don't even know what this is, to be honest. This is like a one level that only came out on mobile yeah. phones in 2006. It, it only released on mobile, and I don't think there was any lore in it. So, in other words, like, I mean, all the Final Fantasy VII games that, like, don't have lore, people have just forgotten about. Like, there was a snowboarding game. Like, uh, there was a snowboarding game for mobile that, no, was, that was basically interesting. just the snow. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting, but, like, uh, because there's no lore in it, people didn't really remember all that much and then there was g-bike yes oh that's what i was thinking recent. of g-bike yeah uh, yeah was... so there was g-bike for more recent ones and basically they had a bunch of problems with it and it just led to the game not making any money and they scrapped it but that game also had no lore in it G-bike i mean it looks is... somewhat sorry yeah, keep yeah, it going. looks like uh it was it was basically like uh you know temple run you know those like endless runner games like it looks like the final fantasy version of that i mean apparently it didn't play very well like it was very buggy and they just never like fixed the bugs so yeah it didn't last very long and it never made it to uh western western shores what's interesting about g-bike what i wanted to say a second ago is uh that game was made by cyber connect 2 which was the company yes. that was originally working on final fantasy 7 remake until Square Enix so, got tired of their work or were disappointed in some way, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. So that's the so the story behind that, uh, at least what we know of it, is basically like uh, they when they partnered up with Cyber to Connect Two, they were like, "Hey, you, you look like uh, you're making some good Final Fantasy Seven based assets." So. Uh, like, like let's have this partnership and then they package a lot of those assets into uh g-bike and then between g-bike not doing very well and them not being happy with the assets so like oh never mind we're pulling your funding bye and then g-bike failed yeah that's kind of the speculation that whatever they made wasn't good enough i have no clue i just know that cloud was very skinny in an early trailer final fantasy 7 remake and he's less skinny now uh, that looks better. Yeah, he was also... He looks way more, like, uh, sickly, I guess. Like, it was meant to be more sick from the macro poisoning. Whereas the final version that we got looks like... They meant to make him look more, like, uh, I guess, youthful, in a way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine much of what happened there was basically just Square Enix, like, really wanting to have the final say and all the quality control when it came to it. They didn't want to outsource that to any other developer. Like, it was nothing to do with like, oh, this developer in particular is bad. It's just that, you know, they were like, they wanted to control their most important IP and I can't really blame them. Uh, Scaife, here's one for you. Uh, Dive to Hunt, The Adventures of Sorbet. Finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. Finally, you played this, you played this game though. Oh, by the way, I think last, last month when we were talking about it a little bit, I said it was on Facebook. Uh, our wiki says it was on MySpace. <laughs> it was actually on MySpace. Oh, yeah. It was a MySpace version. This was a Flash game involving wow. Sorbet, the Moogle, diving to hunt. 
And um, I don't know why it's two as in like the number two in, in Roman numerals because it's not like it's a sequel. It's not. Guys. No, it's What's not. Like, what the fuck? Maybe there was a Dive Hunt Square and X like NES game I haven't heard of that possibly. I don't know. Uh, do you know? Do you know a defunct Evilise game that I am super like interested? I wish I knew more about it. Like you probably know about this blue is the Fortress one. Yeah, for, well, I wasn't going to include it on this list because that never released at all. That was not a yeah, finished game, so, so I wanted to go into like so, games so, that are just uh, lost to history, effectively. What about the Dirge of Cerberus multiplayer? The Dirge of Cerberus multiplayer, did we mention that yet? Yeah, the last lost episode. No, 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 no wait, no, no, what do no, you... That's a mobile game. Yeah, the, Dirge the, of Cerberus has yeah, an online thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. There's online multiplayer. There's online multiplayer dirty service. In case you want to subject your (laughs) online friends, if you want to combine being yelled at online by people over PS2 online connection and Dirge of Cerberus, finally there was something for you for like two months in Japan. Yeah, there's Um, no way that could be possibly kept up, can it? That's got to be lost at this point, mm -hmm. right? But, again, I wanted to go back to, like, these are things that people actually did play. These were sold products. These were finished things. And they're just gone. Like, there's just no way to ever find them. And uh, I think the most notorious... of 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 Dirge of Server's last episode, by the way, on YouTube. In like a, once again, on, like, a VHS. Yeah. Oh my God, sorry. It, there could be some documented bits of their existence, but they are, as products, games. So one would want the interactive element to it, and it's just simply not there. But the most notorious example of this, there's so many mobile games. There are so many of them. I could read it out for days. But the one that is most shocking to me is Final Fantasy XIV is completely lost to history. This is 1.0. Yes, 14 1.0 is lost to history. They had, uh, what's it called? They had the old version of, I think it's the Lodestone. They had an old version of the site with uh, information about it. And after that site was taken down, there is basically a ton of stuff about 14.1.0 that we will never know about because it's it's lost. And there are places that just don't document it. We have... Uh... People played it, played it, uh, like Jim Cloud played it, and, and they basically said that it was atrocious. If I remember yeah. correctly, that it was like I, I have heard nothing back. but horrible things about it. It is yeah. maybe the worst MMO ever made based on the reception. Jim yeah. Cloud did not sound very happy with that. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the worst MMO because there have been some very, very bad ones. But 14 1.0 would be up there with the worst or down there with the worst or however you say it. There is, again, plenty of documented evidence of this existing. There was a video, I remember, a few years ago. There is document, yeah. What I meant was, like, there were a few things about, like, some obscure gameplay mechanics that we just, like, don't document. But, like, you know, it's a game that people can't play anymore. What I was going to say is there's a video, I remember, of somebody just running through the world of Final Fantasy XIV 1.0. And it's like sped up, so you can see them walking for miles, and they will come upon the same hill maybe 50 different times. Mm. And it was just right, hilarious yeah. to me. It's a very, like, cut-and-paste kind of, like, world. It's it's not good. Like, the one place in 14, A Realm Reborn, that everyone hates 
is like the one place that they just lifted from 14 1.0 and didn't really change much about it I can say that there is a project, it's called Project Meteor. This is by fans to try to restore version 1.23. I don't know how far along that is. It might have been abandoned last time. The website's still up for it. So they're at least trying to get some version of the original Final Fantasy XIV. But the version that came out on release that was so legendarily bad, that is simply gone forever. And that will never be played yeah. again. <coughs> Excuse me. It's true. 14 1.0 is dead. Long live a Realm Reborn. Yeah. But who knows for how long? Because so many games that were very successful for a few years simply disappeared. Well, considering how well 11's doing and how long that's been going, and 14 is like, uh, you know, worlds apart from uh, 11 in terms of success. 11 was successful, but 14. Like, you know, there are people who have never played a Final Fantasy before in their life that know loads about 14. Like, 14 has a huge, huge audience. I suspect that game's been going for quite a while. Yeah, it's by far. The, it's the, basically, Final Fantasy 14 entirely floats the entire company of Square Enix, I think, basically. Well, you know, yeah, 14. Yeah, 14 and 7 Remake, basically. But like, I mean, but I mean, before 7 Remake, like, 14 was basically the only good final fantasy product that was really out there at all like i mean 14 like uh it might be the most popular game in the series i don't know if 7 the original beats it like a tiny amount 14 might be it i i you would have to you'd have to define what your metric of defining popularity is it depends yeah i guess in terms of like how many people have played it or like i don't know yeah, there's like, a million different ways. It is that's the thing. Final Fantasy XIV is arguably the most popular Final Fantasy game ever made. You can make that argument, yeah. and you won't come it's, out as yeah, completely okay. insane. If I were to say, I don't know, Final Fantasy uh, All the Bravest was the most popular of all time, I would be completely insane. Yeah, you just get laughed out of the room. That yes. you get laughed out of the room for that. Is Speaking all the of which, a defunct game or not? All, all the bravest is defunct. Yes. Is. What? Actually, no. All the bravest right, is please. not defunct. Sorry, I, I did check. You can oh, still download it on your iPhone right now. Yeah, but wow. they're not updating it or anything. Because thank God. I mean, they, they they used to charge for that. Like that's the scary thing. Like they used to charge to play the game. It wasn't even free to play. And oh my God, it's it's such a it's the worst thing. The, the the this has ever come out of the series. Probably. The thing is, though, I kind of have a. We should do a let's play. We got to do it before it gets we, taken we, we, down. We, we have one. We have one. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's play oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm kind of you know I kind of have like a reassurance though that I could still search on my iPhone all my apps and go and check. Oh yeah, all the bravest that still exists. That's still an option. There's still the access for it. Where mm. many other games that were much more popular actually seemed like they were making plenty of money. They got shot down five years in the future, and that was the end of it. Yeah, like Mobius. Mobius. Well, I don't know. Gone. Yeah, Mobius. No, Mobius is gone forever. I, yeah. I don't know if there's any community out there trying to restore it in any way. Many of these games, probably, Mobius. I suspect there is none. Mobius is confusing because I never understood what the point of it was. I never understood what that game was trying to be. Like, we, is it just supposed we have to, to do we have to do a Mobius entire episode for Mobius one day. 
Yeah, there's, I there's mean, a lot on that I, bone. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, I just I did, never understood what, what in terms of how they were marketing it, in terms of what like I don't know. I never understood what it was for. Were we supposed to watch the cutscenes at one point one of these podcasts? That and then we yeah, and then we figured out the cutscenes were like we'll fuck that. I'll I'll force it upon all of you one day. I'll I'll make it happen. Just if you go and you say it on the podcast, that means that you have that it has to happen now. I wouldn't dare say no, my evil plans. Now you've promised it for people. I didn't promise anything. I yes, you did. You did it. You spoke it into existence. It now exists. I'm not cutting this <laughs> no. from the final edit. All right. All right this has to happen on. one day. Okay. All right, we're starting now. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right, let me. Final Fantasy all right, let me just go through our list of every single game that I believe is completely defunct. It may or may not ever be playable again. We'll just do it just as a final farewell. Uh, some One of you, could you, like, scat some funeral music for me? Um, what kind of funeral music? You just you go, like, bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Or, uh... Yeah, yeah, there we go. All right, now stop that. I'll just loop that. We'll make that happen. I'll make a... I'll make a do... You know what? I can't do a remix, but maybe I'll find a way to. So we'll just... Or you could put in the little... The little sad music that came from 7 Remake after Sector 7 gets destroyed. Or, you know, like the death music game over music in any of these games well uh, so, yeah that one that's yeah. probably funnier so if you are listening right now i i want you to all take a moment of silence stand up from your desks or in the middle of your car while driving take your head off take your hat off uh to show respect so, i mean take your hat off but don't no no do it while driving unless you are jewish please that's different if you are a Jewish man, please leave your hat on if that is respectful for you. Anyway, uh, these games are Before Crisis, Final Fantasy VII, Chocobo's Crystal Tower, Crystal Defenders, Dirge of Cerberus Lost Episode, Final Fantasy VII, Dive to Hunt, The Adventures of Sorbet, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy in Itadaki Street Mobile, Final Fantasy Ajito, Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade, Final Fantasy Artnix, Final Fantasy Art Next Dive, Final Fantasy Awakening, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius Tappy, Final Fantasy Digital Card Game, Final Fantasy Dimensions 2, the free-to-play version, Final Fantasy Explorers Force, Final Fantasy Grandmasters, Final Fantasy Tactics S, Final Fantasy 7G Bike, Final Fantasy Worldwide Worlds, Final Fantasy 14 1.0, Final Fantasy 14 Libra Azuria, which I think is just an online dictionary thing, uh, Mobius Final Fantasy, Pictologica Final Fantasy, Guardian Cross, Heaven Strike Rivals, Justice Monsters 5, King's Knight, Wrath of the Dark Dragon, Knights of the Crystals, Samurai Rising, Tetra Master, the Play Online version, World of Final Fantasy, Melly Mello, and one thing that is oh, not on our category, one thing that's not on our category but should be, Final Fantasy Unlimited with You. A mobile phone adaptation of the anime, which I have no fucking clue what that is. I, I could find nothing yeah. about that thing. There's like two pictures of all its those, existence online. All what those games, like. 
of those games, like, uh, the, uh, like, a lot of them, like, uh, just never came out to begin with, so, like, Agito, I think. No, uh, oh, like, I, I uh, checked. No, that one did come out, uh, 2014 to 2015. Oh, it did come out. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, non-mobile versions were cancelled. It has a successor game called Final Fantasy Awakening. Right. Like, uh, I mean, Agito, the, the, the thing with that is, like, the whole Type Zero... Like, Type Zero is really the game that kind of got screwed over by Square a lot. Because, like, I mean, Type Zero, it's not my thing. Like, I mean, it's not the kind of thing I like in Final Fantasy. But that game's got a fan base, you know? I mean, there are people who really, uh, like, live for the whole idea of, like, this academia-style world. But it's, like, uh, also kind of dark and, you know, it's, like, a lot much grittier... And, you know, they had plans to, like, turn that into a bigger thing, but then they moved Tabata onto 15, and then, like, the, the 15 story is what it is. So I'll be covered in a future episode. But, but then after he got moved onto that, he was never able to go back to, you know, the Type Zero world. And I know he wanted to do more with it, but, you know, it's never going to happen. So I'm sorry to all the Type Zero fans, because they haven't really gotten anything. I mean, they did get a game that's still playable, luckily. They, Even the PSP version, you could still track that one down. I played it on PSP. That is true. There used, there used to be a time when you couldn't even play the PSP version in the West, but mm. now you have the remaster. It is only thanks to the hard work of fans around the world that any of this stuff still survives because Square Enix would not preserve any of it. Yep, it's true. <sighs> it's well, kind of depressing. It's, it's kind of like... It's like the ho- the Star Wars holiday special where some of it they just don't want to remember that it ever existed. Yeah, and I've seen that. I've seen the Star Wars holiday special three times. Oh no! And did it get did it get better with the age? It, it gets it gets crazier. It actually gets weirder every time I see it. There's so it's many just, things so I don't funny. remember in it that it comes up, and I'm just like, oh my god, what is this this thing? It's so funny. How one of the most popular characters in Star Wars came from the holiday special. You mean Jefferson Airplane? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jefferson Starship, sorry. I need to be was, specific on these things. <laughs> I was referring, of course, to oh, Boba Fett. But... I was re- referring, of course, to Boba Fett, but that's it's good joke. Not Lumpy? Chewbacca's son, Lumpy? Actually, Lumpy might be his grandpa. I, I don't. I don't know. All right. <laughs> but, but TLDR, Square Enix forgot about a ton of their games and decided to condemn them to history. Yeah, but the thing is, like, a lot of the problem here is that these are mobile games, where plenty of older Final Fantasy games have been forgotten forever, and Square Enix will never do anything with them, like Mystic sure. Quest. Hmm. But you could still like, so find it, the physical versions of those games, and you could still find the ROMs of it, and you could still play it. But Airborne Brigade, so on gone. Hand, Sorry, what? On the one hand, this stuff, yeah, on the one hand, this stuff is going to become the norm because the like there are going to like there are a lot of mobile titles now, and you can imagine they're going to go away at some point. Uh, eventually, you're going to shut them down. So on the one hand, we're going to see more of that. On the other hand, though. Like, uh, I think the ones, the mobile games that have survived, that have received a good, like, a much better reception, and, you know, they have a much more stronger following, 
there's like uh there's much more things about those that are documented like there's like there's a larger fan base dedicated to that whereas i think that a lot of the ones that were mentioned is that we don't really know much about and there haven't really been attempts to restore it like a lot of those are just because the games weren't that interesting to begin with yeah i'm i'm sorry final fantasy art next seems boring as all fuck so I, yeah i, I like will take airborne no brigade. f yeah. like what's the point of airborne brigade when we have record keeper i don't even know what the difference is between half of this shit what the fuck well, is final the, fantasy worldwide world what is that <laughs> what is melty melly mellow what is that i have no idea Look at the page and tell me what that is, please. Okay. That's the downside Square have when they have stupid ass names. Is that now we're gonna see this list of of names of these games from ages ago and we're like, what the fuck is that? Okay, World of Final Fantasy Melly Mellow is a <laughs> online multiplayer video game. It's a spin-off of World of Final Fantasy. Came out on Japan on December 12, 2017, was discontinued on December 13th of the next year. Rip. That's it. We have a list of all the mirages in it. What's a melee and what's a mellow? Fuck if I know, man. I played World of Final Fantasy. I have no goddamn clue what the shit this is. What the fuck? Oh, man. We've run a wiki and we have no idea what half this shit is. That's the sad part. What? Well that's, well, that's just because there's like 60 plus or something games. Like, you know, you can only document so many of them. Exactly. So, um... Apparently the word Melly Mellow is French for mishmash or hodgepodge, according to our etymology section. On the, <laughs> on the wiki. <laughs> I don't know what, what this is to do with anything, but whatever. Right. Yo. Uh, any, uh, any final thoughts? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. I, I think mean, that's a no. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I mean, subscribe to our Patreon. Um, when you get yeah, ten thousand dollars, we'll do. We'll, do, 10, point, we'll do, we'll watch all ten hours of the Final Fantasy Mobius. Uh, at yes, some point, we, we could do an episode on Fortress and or the Idos Montreal one. But yeah, the TLDR point was just the Square don't trust Western developers. Um. I guess my final thought is, what the fuck is Samurai Rising? <laughs> I, That's a good I have no idea. I've never even clicked if on you, half these pages. And all right. If you give us fifty thousand dollars, we will play Samurai Rising for you on, live on stream um, uh -huh. on Patreon, which exists. Yeah, yeah. It, you get on that scathe, and uh... it have to be in Cayman Island dollars. What would we even give is the Patreon and be like, just the more money you give us, the more likely we're gonna just play Dirge or Cerberus or something? Yeah, exactly. Alright, I guess we'll wrap up here. Are there any objections to us wrapping up here? I think we did a good job. Nope. Alright, uh, we are again the Final Fantasy Wiki. Um, I'll add no, in the final notes. I, I don't know if this is the end of the episode or not. I'll add it in in post. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just stop. Good cool. night, Bye. everybody. This could be the end. This could <laughs> be the end, it couldn't be the end. I'll put in all the notes of who our music is and everything in post. Just good night. Leave <laughs> us alone, please. I'm very tired. <laughs>
Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast. It's called the Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast, and our website is called, what is it again, Some Color Mage? FinalFantasy.Phantom.com. Okay, good, because sometimes I get it wrong. I got it right last time when we did it the first recording. Um, depending on when you're listening, I still haven't decided if this is going to come second or first in the overall stream of the show. I might flip a coin in that. This is either the beginning or the end. So we talked about a whole bunch of things with Scathe Moat and Technobliterator and me. Uh, that was a couple days ago. And joining me is, as you've heard, Some Color Mage helping me helpfully with the uh, website name that I can never remember. I mean, the website URL. It's, it's very hard. There's a lot of dots. There should only be two... There should only be WWWs. And then one dot, and then a final dot. There's like a dot in the middle, right? Yeah, well, it's like the usual thing that uh, a corporate website does when it has too many fucking servers where they replace the www with something that's hopefully informing. Yeah. I think ff.fandom.com also works now. I, I forget. Uh, I know some of us did around trying to figure out what URLs still work and which URLs don't. I know ff.wikia.com is still broken. That's that's what I've been thinking it was. That's why I've been getting it wrong this whole time because I've never adjusted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, some core mage, I needed to summon you specially here because none of the rest of us have been doing what's very important this month and that's playing Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster, and also Final right. Fantasy XIV okay. stuff. And uh, because we're recording two days later, there was also a surprise drop of new Final Fantasy news, which is uh, that there's a Chocobo racing game called Chocobo GP that's coming out for the Switch next year. Yep. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, what do you want to talk about first? Um, I'm I don't really have any thoughts on this because I never played the PlayStation Chocobo Racing game. It... Uh, I mean, I haven't either, so I... there's not much I can say about it. It looks like what little I've seen of Chocobo Racing. Yep. Um, That's fine. Yeah, despite being the only thing, only thing Square Enix thing that was at that Nintendo Direct that we actually properly cover, it's probably the thing that I have the least opinion of. I mean, there was also Act Riser, the remake, which is incredible that that's happened. Yeah, that uh, that was a really surprising one. Uh, what else was there on the square side? Uh, uh, new Yoko Taro game. Oh, that that card game was Yoko Taro, right? Yeah. Okay, and there was a uh, Triangle uh, Strategy too. Yeah, which has uh, continued. Uh, Team Asano's trend of pretending that their weird placeholder name is just a placeholder and then saying no, fuck it, that's actually the name of the game. Oh, they they announced that bit? Because I, I was making burritos. It's just triangle strategy now. Okay. All right, I was making burritos during the entire thing and I was barely paying attention. So uh, yeah. I missed I missed some key details like that. Alright, I this is what I predicted two days ago. So time's going to be very strange. But we had a discussion about whether it'll be triangle strategy or not, and um, yeah, I guess it was. Um, let's think. Is there anything? Probably not. I think that's about everything we can talk about with that stuff. 
Uh, all right, Final Fantasy IV. You've been playing it. How is it? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's pretty much still Final Fantasy IV. Uh, things have been tweaked a, a little bit, uh, like, uh, you know, stuff like Arrows uh, now infinite again because they added that in the 3D versions and then removed it in the later 2D versions. And now it's back in, which makes Rosalev's scarily effective physical attacker, actually. Wait, um, arrows weren't infinite? Uh, in most 2D versions, no, they were consumable. Huh. So that wasn't in the DS version, because that's the version I played, mostly. Yeah, the DS version, it was uh, it was infinite. Uh, okay. Also, it's, um, it's actually uh, quite a bit easier game now, because uh, for some reason they halved the experience curve so every so you just level up a lot faster um i can't complain yeah i mean it takes out some grinding but um overall it's just kind of weird like it's still you know it's still identifiably the same game but it just feels different in some ways that you wouldn't expect hmm. like there's not really much I can't really say much of it compared to you know, 1, 2, and 3 because those were more involved remakes, whereas 4, it's still the same game with minor tweaks in the new coat of paint. Um, I mean, uh, how does it look? Like, Do you think it, it's a faithful remaster? Does it look like the way you want it to? Yeah, I, I do quite like, quite like the visual design. It looks good. Uh, the new soundtrack is mostly excellent. Uh, the the new version of uh, of the Basil of the Four against the Four Fiends is kind of weird. It it like feels too slow, even though I know it hasn't really changed the tempos or anything. It just like instrument changes that don't make it sound as uh, like dramatic as it used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of the soundtrack is excellent. Uh, so, I I should have I, done my yeah. due diligence and listened to it. Um, I did not listen to any of it. it. Does it seem odd to you that there's like less discussion of this remaster? It feels like there was more talk about the one, two, and three, and this just came out. And I don't know. I mean, I honestly. I, I guess in some cases it's kind of weird that the discussion has completely died out, but at the same time, there was there felt like there was more to talk about for the remakes of the NES games. Yeah, because this is this is less different than previous versions compared to uh, uh, w- compared to one one and two, which tried to like fuse the NES and GBA and later versions into some unholy abomination. <laughs> that's actually kind of still interesting to play and three which is basically a whole new game yeah i mean um i i don't love four i think we went into this last time but it there's definitely a large segment of final fantasy 4 fans but i guess if you're a real hardcore final fantasy 4 fan there's plenty of versions of that you can play and this new version it's just another version it's fine to have i guess yeah, I think, like I said on my Twitter, this is like the fifth time or so I've played this game, so... 
I um I did it twice. And I kind of felt like I I have nothing negative to say really, but I I felt like twice was too much already. Um yeah, anyway. fair enough. Yeah. This this game does come from the time when I was still getting used to uh, uh to the Super Nintendo, so it's uh not as uh expansive as 5 or 6 were. Are you still going to play 5 and 6 when they come out? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, has that been announced at all? No, not yet. Hmm. Uh, I believe uh, five and five is still on the uh, like the generic uh, store page that they used before. Uh, they were ready to announce the release dates for any of them, so that'll just yeah, probably pop up. still at yeah. least a month off. Yeah, that'll just pop up at some point. It'll be just like, all right, it's ready in a week. Like Delta Rune came out. Yeah. Yeah. Delta Rune now on the Switch. That was a surprise announcement. Yeah, that will uh, definitely be out by the time this uh, this uh, this has gone up. Because yeah, it was announced as the Switch version was later today. Uh, yeah. No word for them on whether or not uh, the PS4 version is uh, coming yet. Hmm. Yeah, I I think it's fine as it is. Uh, so we should probably talk about Final Fantasy XIV because you're kind of our expert here nobody else really plays it even though uh, everyone on the world plays it but none of our regulars <laughs> do really well scape does doesn't he uh no scape uh he he tried it but i think uh it was also on mac in the period where they were just bringing out the mac version and yeah. well, it was really terrible no um, it's yoni that's more into it yeah yeah, so uh, I guess uh, the for relevant forcing news would be uh, that uh, last uh, last weekend, um, <clears throat> last weekend was uh, the latest uh, letter from the producer live. Uh, this one is just this one was just mainly going over the combat changes for Endwalker. Um, uh, really, there isn't a whole lot to say about most classes because. Uh, the last couple of expansions, Stormblood and Shadowbringers, uh, they work towards uh, uh, they work towards the molding the game into a place where uh, where they actually want it to be for future developments. Because uh, job design in Heavenswood was ridiculously overcomplicated, and hmm. uh, they had to uh, they had to tear out a lot of that just because, uh, you know not only is was it just too difficult to uh to mesh to mesh well with the style of a uh, game a lot of high-end fights in final fantasy 14 uh it made uh latency really terrible in some places um oh, no. because you know too many buttons to press in such a short period of time um but uh, there are a few jobs that have been uh that have been uh, completely uh, heavily reworked or redone. Um, so there's a uh, summoner, which uh, is long regarded as one of the uh, as uh, one of the jobs that didn't really uh, seem to have any idea what they were doing with it. What kind of job uh, is that? Summoner, is that a, is that a healer or an attacker? It's so at the moment summoner. It's, it, it's a damage. It's an attacker. Uh, summoner at the moment, it's kind of like uh, you uh, you uh, use a bunch of poison effects on the enemy while also commanding a uh, commanding a 
a summon uh, a summon so if Titan yeah, yeah. to uh to attack the enemy. Uh while and every so often you basically go into a super mode where you channel Bahamut or Phoenix. And Okay. Fun things to do. And yeah, but it's it's always been kind of awkward to control because like how uh, how uh, pets work, like the summons, has always been kind of awkward. Uh, so, like in uh, in Shadowbringers, they basically took out uh, the uh, old pet controls, uh, and this applies to both uh, summon and scholar, which is basically uh, the healer equivalent of summoner. Uh, okay, uh, that's why I thought with... it was a healer. All right. And replace them with actions that are directly that just directly command the pet to do something. Uh -huh. uh, so summoner's been basically completely uh, redone uh, for Endwalker. Gone are the poisons, and uh, now instead of the sort of like mini summons that you have for Ifrit, Titan, Garuda, you now actually do get to summon Ifrit, Titan, and Garuda themselves. And wow. each one, and each one, yeah, you know, they do a they do this they do a you know toned down version of the super attack and then you basically enter a sort of mini phase where you have these where you have these spells based on the summon that you just just use and okay. uh, then once you've used all three of those you go into that uh, that bahamut slash phoenix phase and, and do it all over again all right so when um, the summon comes up in the game and i don't know if this is changing or not that's just a monster appears and do you control that or that's just like an additional computer ally that comes up uh well uh, i'll talk about how it is at the moment because uh, this mechanic is basically just going away entirely in oh, the walker right. and replaced with the kind of uh, the kind of old style summoner thing of they just appear do a big attack and fuck off oh, um all right but uh, yeah, basically uh, how it works at the moment is that you have the summon on the field, and they will and they will automatically attack whoever you're attacking. But uh, they also have uh, have some special abilities that are tied to abilities that you have. So you have to directly command them to do them by by pressing the relevant button. Um, and their and their persistence. Uh, like they did actually used to have health bars and you had to uh, try and uh, get them to move around a bit to dodge things, but they took that out in Shadowbringers because that was stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, what's the uh, other thing? I guess the other job that uh, can be classified as a big rework is uh, Monk, and that's because uh, Monk used to have this... Uh, mechanic called uh, Grease Lightning which uh, what happened is that as you uh, as you did combos, uh, yeah. attack combos with the class, you just got faster and faster uh -huh. and uh, that was starting to get completely unworkable so they actually tore that mechanic out in the middle of the expansion, it was just so unusable that they said, no we're just getting rid of the interactive part of this mechanic, you just always have the buff speed now, we'll replace it with something else later and okay. um and what they're doing now is that um is that uh, you uh is that they they're bringing in uh, blitzes you know, from from six. Oh, and, the the uh, whole what, uh, button combination thing too 
Uh, sort of. Uh, what's happening is that uh, um, you get a special attacks basically based on the uh, the order, what attacks you're using and which uh, order you are. So it's kind of like you know, you're basically putting in the complicated button inputs while attacking at the same time. Okay, so um, I, I'm playing this game, sorry. I guess, mouse and keyboard. Then it comes time, I want to use Phantom Rush. And I got to do, I don't know, what is that? Up, up, side, diagonal, diagonal, right, right, uh, diagonal, I mean, diagonal, down. I mean, we don't know the button combos yet. It's not as involved as six. It's based on what attacks you're using while okay. charging the thing up. Oh, um, it was, um, oh, but, here it is. It's left, left, up, up, right, right, down, down, left. And I think then you press A, and that's Phantom Rush from Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, it's not that uh, that involved. It's uh, like each of each of your attacks has this various, uh, like I get, I think they're calling it chakras associated with them, and uh, like you use three attacks, the combination of the chakras of those attacks determines what the blitz will be. Uh huh. Or something like that. They didn't really go into full enough detail, and they even admitted on the stream it is incredibly hard to describe this system with words. And this so, is coming out in two months, right? Yeah. Um, like uh, most of most of this stuff, it's like already implemented in a test version, and uh, like the media tour for Endwalker had started, so you know, media uh, press and stuff will be playing around with these. And we'll probably not get a lot of useful information about this because nobody who ever gets invited onto these media tools ever seems to know how the game works. <laughs> well, maybe we could get you on. Do, you, do we have any good emails? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, and uh, I guess also they did show off the two new jobs, Reaper and Sage. Uh-huh. Uh, Reaper, is, um, Reaper is a very interesting one. Like it's um, it is a melee attacker. This is the one uh, with the that, scythe, right? Uh, yeah, okay. and uh, very and you know, as you attack, you build up uh, a bunch of special gauges uh, that ultimately lead to you going into a super mode where you uh, fuse with a demon and do really ridiculously powerful things. It's a cluster that appears to have a lot of strange utility for specific circumstances. Like it has, uh, like one move that they showed off a lot is that it's got this uh, teleport that allows you to, you know, go in, that allows you to like jump towards the enemy or away. Wait, this but is it also when they leads... say it's Reaper. This is like Reaper from. Uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, shit. I'm completely blanking on the word. Overwatch. This is like Overwatch's Reaper. <laughs> Uh, I don't know because I have never played Overwatch. Well, Reaper um, has a special ability where he, like, turns invisible, then appears in the middle of, like, a mob of people, and he can just start shooting randomly and kill a whole bunch of people. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the thing they showed off is, like, uh, is like a teleport that's, like, similar to, uh, to the regular gap closes or uh, jump back abilities that a lot of jobs have. But it also like leaves a thing there that allows you to just teleport back to where you jumped from at any time. Okay. So, and like basically the way that they described it is that it has a bunch of uh, 
niche uh, a lot of special niche abilities for very specific situations and stuff like that okay and then the other new job is a uh, saint and this is the one with the, uh, the funnels from Gundam. Yeah, this is this is the one with the funnels. Uh, so they've split uh, the healer type into two subtypes. There's a uh, um, so uh, white mage and uh, astrologian are uh, healers that primarily use uh, regen based abilities, and they've semi worked uh, astrologian uh, for this one because uh, it used to be astrologian had. Uh, Stances that allowed you to be primarily regen based or primarily shield based, but they've taken that out and you can only be in the primarily regen based mode now. Uh, and the other thing is primarily shield based, so preemptive healing and such. Uh-huh. And that's uh, where Scholar and Sage are. And um, how Sage, uh, Sage works is that um, in addition to having the shields and such, Uh, A lot of its attacks are simultaneously attacks and heals. So you target a party member in advance, say you're going to heal them, and as you use your use your magic attacks on on the target enemy, it simultaneously heals the player that you targeted earlier. And as you build things up, you also can create more powerful versions of those spells. That's where the shields come in and stuff like that. And it's uh, and it also has a bunch of things that uh, would be really weird for a healer. Like it has a it has a gap closer, which is uh, the last thing you'd expect to have on a pure caster. A gap closer. Uh, a, a gap closer, like something that rushes and attacks the enemy. Oh, a gap closer. I heard gapped like the guy that played Genesis. <laughs> And uh, he's currently, I think he's currently having some voice problems. Um, I hope everything works uh, out well yeah. for him. Um, anyway, he he is not in Final Fantasy XIV. So, <laughs> okay, sorry. So no, there is no way uh, gacked close. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so and, a gap closer. Yeah, and so this has been described as like a very uh, technical, uh, uh, very technical job uh, that high... Uh, High uh, skill, high skill ceiling and stuff for best results, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, has pissed off a lot of uh, people who main Scholar, the other oh, no. uh, the other shield, uh, the healer. Because um, Scholar used to be this very involved uh, involved uh, class where um, where you basically used because uh, it, as I said before, it's the counterpart for Summoner. So uh, you used to summon a fairy, and it did most of the healing, while yeah. uh, you, while the player themselves set up the shields as necessary, and they mainly just went to town because they had a lot of poison events. Um, they had like, debuffs, you mean? They uh, had no actual actual poison effects, like bio oh, okay. and stuff. Huh. Um, but as um, as that's gone on, uh, a lot of that uh, that identity uh, got eroded the way um, mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of healers attacks uh, just kind of got homogenized like every healer class now just has uh, has three or four attack spells they'll have a single target attack an AOE attack and uh, and a poison um, 
and uh, so a lot of uh, scholars' identity got raised aside from the shield healer part. And a lot of them were hoping that there'd be a rework of Gola, because you know, everyone knew Summoner needed a rework. Yeah. Uh, but then they get to the scholar changes, and the only change they had listed is uh, is uh, some, a scholar will get a party-wide buff that increases the move speed of all of everyone in the party. Hey, you got a haste. You know. Yeah. But they were haste. annoyed because, yeah. That's all they yeah, get. They get that one move. Yeah, that's actually kind of an interesting... That's kind of an interesting thing, but... Uh, yeah, the, they weren't really satisfied with that. Alright, well... I, I don't play this game, so... Everyone seems happy with Final Fantasy fourteen, so I, I guess this is just, like, the minor hardcore complaints about metagame that every game has. Yeah, it's... Can, I mean, really, when it comes to Final Fantasy fourteen, if you care that much about the meta, you're probably not that good at the game anyway. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Spicy. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen uh, as a whole, is generally designed so that the only thing that you have to care about with party composition is that you have at least one of uh, one of every type so like uh, parties are eight men and it's expected that you'll go in with two tanks one regen based healer one shield based healer two melee attackers one ranged physical attacker and one caster and mm -hmm. that's basically the only sort of meta you have to care about. The, the game is generally balanced, so there's a lot of a lot of weird special interactions between uh, classes that used to exist have been stripped out. So it's mainly just a taste of it's mainly just a case of what are you good at playing as. Uh, I don't know because I've only played it one time, and that's it. Yeah, that. But yeah, that's basically the main question when it comes to uh, what you're going to bring to end game fights well you just bring bring whatever you're good at, at playing as i i main black mage because i am good at uh, at mostly staying still and making the bare minimum amount of movement to dodge attacks and that is largely how black mage works right you know is there any way for <laughs> um like a toon link main to get in on this <laughs> um i I don't think you can. Uh, you can. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think you can translate Smash Brothers skills particularly. Okay. I got a really <laughs> nasty Toon Link. I'm pretty rusty. It's been a few years, but I, I was pretty nasty with Toon Link for a little while there. All right. Um, do you have any uh, final thoughts? I think that covers everything the producer was talking about in his last uh, Yoshi P speech, right? Yeah, um, I, I guess uh, they did also go a little into uh, what they'll be covering next time because uh, uh, because there's obviously uh, crafting and gathering to go over as well, and they uh, haven't talked much about that yet. They'll okay. do it next uh, live letter. But they did mention uh, one big thing, which is... Um, uh, so most uh, most items in, uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, have a high quality version which yeah. gives it uh, extra extra effects and such um, they've said that um, uh, they're reducing the amount of items that actually have the high quality have high quality available basically limiting to just stuff that you can cast uh, stuff that you can 
craft yourself or stuff that you can equip. Um, and it's going to be interesting uh, seeing how how that works because a lot of crafting was based around actually gathering a lot of high quality materials before the craft because that uh, that alone that could get you up to three quarters of the way to getting a high quality craft. Uh, but now that's gone uh -huh. uh, unless it's uh, a material that you had to craft craft yourself as part of the recipe everything is low quality hmm i but I we'll guess... see how that works i mean uh, next I time the it's next supposed... five was november yeah you're saying the next one's going to be about gathering um i guess somebody's going to yeah. be very excited to hear about that i my eyes started glazing <laughs> over and i was checking my that, phone that, the moment you said bad. that, <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah that it is kind of boring yes yeah but um yeah i guess that's everything with um there were a few events in the news sequence I, I don't really know if any of them were that impressive uh there was a There's final phase anyway like everything they're basically just repeating things uh to just bridge the gap because Endwalker is coming out a lot later in the year than other expansions. Yeah, no, I so meant I was going to go... Um, like, yeah, sir? So, so they're just rerunning things like the Final Fantasy XV event, which is on now, and the Dragon Quest X event, which is uh, starting once that's wrapped up. It was a Dragon Quest X yeah. event? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to go through one news bit on Final Fantasy XIV. There was like a few events during the course of the month. I, I don't know. There was like a eighth anniversary, a Final Fantasy XV crossover. It's all exciting, I guess, if you're in Final Fantasy XIV. But the one thing I do want to mention is that uh, a voice actor who plays uh, Count Edmont de Fortemps, who was played by Stephen Cricklow, uh, he passed away earlier this month and. Uh, on the 22nd, I believe, there was some kind of Final Fantasy XIV fan vigil for him and his memory. Yeah, uh, that um, that does uh, happen. Um, yeah. It, uh, it's uh, definitely a shame that uh, the, uh, the actor has passed. Um, I, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to go to those things because I was... I was very busy on Wednesday, so... Hey, you know, we know you were busy, that's why we had to do it this way <laughs> this week, you know? It happens. Yeah. Yeah. And with the power of editing, it can all be seamless. And other than me going out of my way to point out how much editing I've had to do, it, no one would even need to know, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So, um, I guess we should wrap up then. Uh, this, again, is the Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast. Uh, this podcast is edited by me. It is hosted by me. It is a fandom kind of deal. Uh, our podcast music is La Montanas de los Caballeros Jovenes, the Mount Colts music from Final Fantasy VI from the Balance and Ruin OC Remix album. And I guess to end us out, I will give us a Final Fantasy quote. And this is... Sorrow. How do you prove that you exist? Maybe we don't exist. There we go. 
I'm thinking of ending us with Final Fantasy Damn. quotes. What do you think of that? Start recording. Okay. All right. Everyone's here. Now, some color mage. You're upset, like everyone is, that Chris Pratt is Mario. But, however, we're going to change this now because you're stealing that role. Now, let's hear your Mario impression. You've been working at it for years now. I think you got this. Oh, God. This is going to be so terrible. Are you actually going to put this in the thing? Yeah, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Yahoo! Mamma mia! No, it's actually not bad! <laughs> okay. Alright, I, I think it's... I have to do it too, don't I? Yes. Okay. It's-a me, I'm Mario! I don't think that worked. I don't think I was on it with yeah, that Oh! I mean... Oh, ravioli! Oh, spaghetti! Oh, mamma mia! I think I'm turning Irish on I mean, that I one. I think it's I think it's reasonably close. Okay. Yahoo! Okay, yeah, that one was pretty good. All right, all right. <laughs>